0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good morning, you're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense the show all about personal finance, and I'm Simwee Boon. Getting your first credit card as a young adult can be exciting. It feels like one of your real first steps towards financial independence. Plus, having a credit card can be beneficial to you in many ways if you use it responsibly. Like many financial decisions, using a credit card involves risk as well as benefits. On today's show, I speak to Han Liu, the CEO of Ringgit Plus, a online financial comparison site for credit cards, personal loans, home loans, and savings products. He'll be sharing his thoughts on the kind of things you should know when getting your first credit card. Welcome to the show, Han. Let's start with uh, an important question. Uh, Why do I need a credit card?
1: Oh, the quintessential question. Um, I guess that's the kind of question most people ask when they haven't got one yet. Uh, and what I'll say is a credit card has many uses, but like, if you are thinking of uh, making large purchases, for example, and you don't want to carry a whole lot of cash around, uh, or maybe your e-wallet may not have enough uh, credit limit for you to make those large payments, that's when you might consider having a credit card because you can manage large payments without carrying a whole lot of cash. Um, a, a second good reason might be uh, you know, using a credit card provides you some sort of security or insurance. So, if you pay for something with a credit card and something goes wrong, let's say you've been swindled out of a product from a retailer or something goes wrong and it spoils it, it, it uh, before its warranty is over, usually paying with a credit card comes with some sort of insurance, retail insurance that is. Uh, and I guess the, the, the last reason why most people might need a credit card is, uh, you know, they, they see uh, the rewards of being a credit card member uh, or having a credit card is, Rewards such as rewards points, cashback, easy payment plans for you to stretch out payments uh, for those large purchases that you you can probably afford over a year, but uh, you're not going to spend one year to save up the previous year. You can spend the next 12 months saving up for it. So that's kind of three reasons. Making easy payments, uh, extra security, uh, and rewards, cashback, and uh, uh, easy payment plans.
0: Okay, we'll get a bit more on those benefits in a bit. But let me ask you about the timing of Right, When is the right time or when should one get a credit card? Do you do it when you're in college? Maybe you get a supplementary card from your parent. Do you do it when you get your first job or, or only when you've been working for a few years? I mean, when is the right time to have something like a credit card? Oh,
1: that's an even tougher question to ask. But uh, I think, you know, at Ringit Plus, we want to encourage uh, uh, Malaysians to be not only... Uh, well-informed consumers, but also responsible uh, 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 consumers and vendors, right? So one of the things that I would say is uh, when you come to that point in life, if you're in, if you're new to the workforce, you started work the last few months or, or years, and, and you're thinking about getting a credit card, you've got to think about why you're, you're doing it. Hopefully, it's to do one of two things. One, uh, you're about to make a big purchase and you want to make sure that uh, you get a good discount or, or you can stretch out the payments. so then uh, it allows you to manage your cash flow better. Or two, you, you're thinking, hey, look, I'm, I'm, I've been working enough. I'm earning my own money. I can pay for my own credit card bill if I get one. Uh, I would have paid for some things in cash anyway. And having a credit card just helps me manage my monthly payments better and get a nice reward in terms of cash back or, or, or discount rate. Uh, so for me, that's kind of when I I'll, I'll recommend someone to get a credit card. When, when somebody's been working while they're earning their own money, if any, responsible enough to, to be able to use a credit card for its benefit rather than for
0: its cost. So, like those, uh, maybe those that just started working or those that are in college and all, getting a supplementary card from, like, their parent or something, it's not something that would be that good of a decision, is it? I mean, what are the kind of, like, uh, wor- worries or issues that you might have with something like that or something that someone should watch out for, right, in terms of having a supplementary card?
1: Yeah, I think the supplementary card thing is a little challenging because essentially you you're you're uh abdicating the responsibility for paying that card to your principal card holder, right? Who's giving you that supplementary card. I think uh, part of becoming a responsible credit card owner is to ensure that you yourself are responsible for the, the type of spending that you, you 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 undertake rather than somebody else. I think that's kind of uh important to perform those good habits. And, you know, the best time to do it, personally, I think, you know. Three to six months after uh, you start working, you start earning your, your paychecks, you get a sense of, hey, uh, uh, I'm earning some money. Can I manage my money better? Uh, do I have to carry on carry around a big wad of cash all the time? I think that's the right time to do it. Anytime before, you're not technically uh, an income earner yet. If you're not, uh, that's probably not the best time to start dabbling with, you know, paying for stuff with credit cards because things can get quite a bit away from you in, in that scenario.
0: Yeah, get, get just use a debit card then, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, but
0: let's say, okay, so I've worked a few months and I want to get a credit card, right? But what are the things that I should look out for in a credit card? I know there are hundreds, many, many types of credit card, but essentially, they all have interest rate, they all have a limit, they all have a minimum payment. I mean, what are these common denominating factors? They might differ from card to card, but that I should look out for.
1: Just keep it simple for the listeners out there, is three key things to look out for. Uh, number one, um, what is the annual fee for the privilege of using that credit card? So uh, some credit cards have a zero, zero ringgit annual fee, which means, you know, they're completely free to use uh, uh, if, if you if you use it well. Uh, um, some credit cards have an annual fee of, say, a hundred ringgit, two hundred ringgit. Some even go up to a thousand ringgit a year for the privilege of just having it. So just keep, keep in mind that not all credit cards are just completely free. Some have an annual fee. Um, number two, I'd say... Uh, for the most part, uh, if you are a mem- member of a credit card kind of uh, issuer, a bank, essentially, you will get some sort of privileges with, for having uh, becoming a sort self-member. Things like uh, cashback on certain types of spend, uh, discounts, uh, rewards points, and stuff like that. So that's the kind of second big category to look out for. Do I get a lot of cashback? Do I get a lot of rewards points for just using it, let alone uh, borrowing from it, but just using it and then spending and paying off my bill? And, and then the third one, the key thing to look out for, I guess, with the credit card is, yes, you mentioned it, the interest rate, right? Uh, strictly speaking, I, I, I don't think you should be looking at interest rate. You should be thinking it's super-duper expensive anyway. But, you know, uh, it's worth making sure that if you're getting a credit card to, to ensure that it's as low interest as possible in the event, hopefully unlikely, uh, case that you need to use it for an uh, 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 actual loan, right? And almost the reason why I say uh, try not to look too much into interest rate imagine it's just super expensive rather than look and compare interest rates because almost all credit cards have a higher interest rate than almost any other type of loan. So uh, if you ask me, those three things, NOC, cashback or discount rate, and uh, interest rates.
0: Okay, so in terms of the bill that you're going to get, right, you know, the interest rate that you have, right, how do you calculate that with, like, your repayment uh, or the purchases that that you want to make, right? Is that, like, somewhat a formula or considerations to make, right? Because depending on who you speak to, some will say that, oh, you know, you should never buy something that you cannot pay for by the end of the month. Or some, like, you know, you should buy but average it out across the month. I mean, talk to our listeners and tell them maybe how they can consider these start purchases. Sure, sure. I mean, one of the...
1: Ah, uh, best ways to use a credit card is this kind of uh, uh, interest-free period that most credit cards have. What I mean by that is, uh, most credit cards have somewhere between uh, twenty-five to fifty-five days of interest-free uh, uh, spend that you can have. So you spend today, uh, uh, depending on when part when you spent it, part of your bill period. If it's towards the early part of your bill period, you get uh, up to fifty-five days of interest-free credit, which means. You spend today, pay, no interest if you pay back within 55 days. Uh, If you spend towards the end of your interest, uh, your bill period, uh, you get something like 25 days. So um, somewhere between 25 to 55 days uh, of interest free. So that's good. That's the way that most people should be using credit cards. Well, sometimes it's not quite, you know, life gets in the way. It might not be possible to to pay within 25 to 55 days. You might uh, be tempted to uh, kind of uh, keep your balances running and, and be charged at the interest rate for the convenience. Um, credit card interest rates range from kind of 12 to 18% on average in Malaysia. So let's give a classic example. Uh, uh, 12% interest on a credit card means uh, 1% per month. So every single month that you carry a balance on your card will be charged at 1%. So here's a classic class example. If you had a ten thousand ringgit balance on your credit card which you didn't pay uh, on that bill due date, um, every month that you, you carry it towards to the next month, uh, you can expect uh, uh, 1,000 ringgit of interest, right, which is, uh, um, sorry, 100 ringgit of interest, which is 1% uh, uh, per month, right, uh, which adds up to 12% per year. So that's kind of the easy way to think about it. Uh, and just last last bit about that, uh, it's frequently the most expensive way to get credit. So if you really do need, if you do need a loan or you do need to stretch out a payment, consider other forms of financing rather than just a credit card.
0: When you look at your bill as well, right, what should you look out for? I think because for first-time users, right, you know, having a piece of plastic and the freedom to spend on almost anything as long as within the limit, right, it can be quite, you know, it could lead you to keep going on, right? I mean, how do you stop yourself from rolling into debt or getting into purchases that you can't repay back?
1: I mean, the best way to think about it is uh, I'm purely using the credit card as a means to uh, either save money or manage my payments better. Right. So here's a classic example, right? If I can't make money from the credit card, it likely it likely means that it's making money from me. Uh, so I will treat it as if I this is my I would spend only what I was going to spend anyway. I just changed the way I'm spending it, mode of payment, rather than, oh just because I have to say, you know, five thousand ringgit credit, I'll spend that full five thousand when I was going to spend only two thousand that month for all my usual purchases for the month. So I think it's a case of having that mindset where, hey, it's just a way for me to make some money uh, uh, from that convenience as well. Uh, Because the, the rule of thumb with credit cards is if you're not making money from the credit card, it's quite likely making money from you.
0: Um, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Simwee Boon. And today's topic is your first credit card. We try to understand what are the considerations to make when getting a credit card, the benefits and risks involved. Joining me to discuss this is Han Liu, the CEO of Ringgit Plus, an online financial comparison site for credit cards, personal loans, home loans, and savings products. Um, Han, you mentioned that you know for you, your personal opinion is that a good time to get a credit card is only once you've worked, you know, a couple of months in, you've made a salary, then you should get a credit card. So there are a lot of type of credit cards. You know, you like you mentioned right? There's uh supplementary cards, there's reward cards, there's premium cards. Different different uh, issuers have certain specializations so how do you then determine the right card for you in a sense of the lifestyle that you have you know so i've started working i'm probably just an executive making a salary but how do i choose the right type of card for myself
1: that's a really really good question i think the best way is not so much about where you are in your career but what you like to do so obviously i'm not here to judge in terms of lifestyle choices but let's say you're the type of person who likes to go out and eat a lot uh um and uh enjoy life in that way right then i i would strongly advise someone to get a credit card and, uh, with with sorts of dining privileges maybe some dining cashback right for example uh let's say you don't like to do all that you like to stay at home uh and you like to you know buy lots of stuff online uh and you you know you eat at home and you you like you like to go online shopping uh quite a lot there are specialist cards that give you huge discounts huge cashback uh, on online shopping. Uh, and then there's a whole different category of uh, 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 reward points type of credit cards where uh, if you like traveling, that's not a bad option. Uh, you spend on your card and you get points which can then be converted to travel miles uh, for flights, et cetera. So it really depends on your lifestyle right? and, choose, and choosing the right card based on your lifestyle rather than uh, uh, what you do for a living. Um, what I'll say for most people, if, you're, if it's really confusing, which one should I choose? Uh, just go for straight out cash back, right? You spend, regardless of what you spend, hopefully you get some sort of cash back regardless. And then you can use the, the cash to do whatever you want to do, whether it's dining out or, or, or traveling or online shopping, right? So focus on on, on, on just getting general cash back. And uh, I'm sure you'll find good use for that extra money that you will make, right? So quite likely the best card is the one with kind of general cash back, somewhere between 1% to
0: 5%. Right. Okay. What about rewards? In terms of like, I think, you know, during my parents' time, right, getting a credit card, uh, y- y- it comes with rewards. Like, you know, you get free stuff, you get certain uh, <laughs> uh, invitation to dinners or like all these like activities and stuff like that, right? Are these things still popular now with a credit card user? I mean, what's the trend like in terms of, you know, what people want from their credit card?
1: Yeah, I'll share exactly what we see at Ringer Plus because we've seen the evolution of, you know, users and people, what kind of cards people apply for on Ringer Plus. And the best way for me to describe that is, uh, in the past, folks didn't know really what they want wanted at the time when they started spending money, right? So, they, they would go for, you know, those massive rewards points cards. Uh, but what we've done internally and look at the math is that uh, those kinds of cards really only uh, 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 give you that value back. Um, the, the highest value back you get from using those kind of cards is via travel miles. So, uh, uh, you convert them to kind of airline miles and book your flight tickets. Right, And pretty much everything else that you redeem is likely to be less than the cash value you might get from a straight-up cashback card. And I think most of Malaysians would have agreed with me the past two years when we've been very, very limited in terms of our ability to, to travel. <laughs> and I, I, we can clear, see a clear shift towards more cashback-specific cards. So, you know, just give me outright cash, right? Um, uh, and, and I'm likely to get more out of it back than, than having to convert those points into free stuff. Because technically, with the cash I get back, I can just buy that stuff. Uh, whatever stuff I was going to get free anyway uh, at a better conversion rate. So it's about doing the math. Uh, we do the math on Ringgit Plus so if you're not sure how to do it just come come on and check it out. But if you can do it yourself go ahead and do it yourself. Find out the cash value of each reward point that you get and you will quite likely find that it makes much more sense to actually get the straight up cash back. Okay,
0: so we've you know, give pretty good reasons you know, pretty good kind of like foundations on why a credit card is good when should you should get credit card. but I want to talk about the drawbacks of getting a credit card. I know that in your line of work, people getting credit is a good idea. But at the same time, I think you have, we have to be fair to know that, you know, what are the inconveniences or the dangers that come with getting a credit card as well?
1: Yeah, I think the number one thing that most people fall into in terms of uh, the dangers of a credit card is assuming it to be more than just a very useful payment instrument and a way to kind of get money back from it, right? And they, they, they use it as actual credit. So the, the, name, the name itself is the danger part, credit, right? Um, reason why I say that is because credit cards frequently have the highest you know, interest rates out of any credit product, including things like uh, personal loans, home loans, and car loans, right? Uh, credit cards typically have the highest interest rate. So if you actually do need credit, and some people do, you just can't, you can't fault them. Some people need credit for all kinds of reasons, right? There are frequently better ways, cheaper ways to get credit other than a credit card which is kind of the, the funny funny way to, to call it. So one of the big things that I always caution people to say, hey, look, if you're getting a credit card, just be aware that, you know, if, if you're not using the credit card purely for payment and, and getting rewards and cash back, uh, when, and you're using it for credit instead, uh, you're quite likely losing out versus if you just used it for a payment instrument uh, and gotten a, another loan, which is far cheaper instead. So that's kind of what I would tell people. It's not so much about, hey, get lots of credit, build up lots of credit on your credit card. It's more like use a credit card in the best way possible, and if you need credit for whatever reason, there are other loan facilities which are far cheaper than a average credit card can give you
0: um Han in in this day and age right where you know we've got uh, incoming digital banks, uh, a lot of banks have gone online, you know fintech evolution how how relevant are credit cards anyways these days
1: oh i I think we've been forecasting this, I guess, predicting this for some time coming, and I think this will accelerate, is the um, unbundling of what a credit card actually is. Not many people know this, but a credit card is used essentially for four things, right? Number one, uh, easy payment. So you carry around a piece of plastic, make a payment, nice and easy. Um, Number two, um, uh, it's kind of a membership program of some sort, right? So you you all club together in in the name of a, a bank or two. And you, you know, demand for discounts from merchants, right? So that, that's where you get the merchant discounts, the cashback, et cetera. Uh, the third thing that a credit card is used for is a sh- uh, um, a short-term interest-free credit, right? So meaning like you pay for something, don't have to pay back for another 30, 50 days uh, interest-free. And the fourth thing is the worst thing, obviously, but longer-term credit, which you then get charged 12 to 18% on. Now, we're starting to see this, this kind of magical fall four-use case things starting to be unbundled, right? So, for example, to pay for something, we have e wallets uh, uh, To stretch out payments uh, 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 over a number of periods, you have, uh, you know, buy-now-pay laser companies. Um, uh, um, you want to join a rewards program, there's things like bonus things, for example, right? But very few things actually do all four uh, items. So, I think until such time where, you know, a, a digital bank or a fintech player can offer all four of those use cases uh, within their product, what we'll see is Uh, continued use and growth of the use of credit cards because they're just so flexible they can use for all those four things, right? Whereas most of the fintech and and, and, and digital banking evolution have been either one or two of those four things, right? So for me, that's that's
0: what I think. Okay, so what's your last point there, right? What I'm seeing now, or what most of the people in this uh seeing now is these emergence of buy now, pay later platforms, right? And that's have drawn a somewhat uh, comparison with the use of credit cards. What do you think of uh, um, observation that buy now, pay later will take over as a form of credit card?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the evolution of, NTL or Buy Now Pay Data is really interesting in terms of FinTech for Malaysia. Uh, most credit card users will look at the and realize hey, actually, I, I have the facility already on, on my XYZ bank credit card, right? Like it's called an EPP or Easy easy Payment or Flexi Payment or whatever they call it, at, at pretty much 0% for, since I've owned the credit card. So I actually have this capability anyway. Uh, so then you will think about what the main differences are between kind of a credit card uh, provider as well as a BNPL provider. I, I think about three or four differences. Uh, the first is uh, uh, in terms of the term, right? How long the term is. So most BNPL players uh, uh, offer payments on a shorter time period versus a credit card. Typical BNPL players are over two to four months. Credit cards can go six, 12, 4 months uh, uh, interest-free, right? That's kind of interesting. Uh, there's obviously all kinds of reasons for that. Uh, second, difference, I guess, is the type of customer. So a credit card customer typically won't need uh, BNPL because they already have it, right? So therefore, the type of customer that a BNPL will have is someone who maybe does not have a credit card with that. I, and I guess the third difference I see is uh, credit cards are highly regulated, right? Because the people that issue them, banks, are highly regulated by Bank Negara. Uh, BNPL players, not so much, right? They are more uh, merchant providers, main uh, merchant payment providers. They're in that multi-area, which is not yet regulated. Not to say they're illegal, it's just that it's not, not yet regulated. So I would say those three are the main differences.
0: There are those that would get rejected for uh, applying for a credit card, right? On what basis would someone be rejected for a card? I
1: mean, out of the many hundreds of thousands, in fact millions by now, of customers that we've analysed and, uh, in terms of uh, who they are, what they get approved for uh, at Ringgit Plus, what we're seeing is you know, three key reasons why somebody might get rejected for a credit card. Number one, and I guess the first and far most common reason is uh, insufficient income. Uh, Not many people know this, but uh, but but you know you need you do need to earn a minimum income uh, per month to qualify for credit cards. Legally, it's two thousand ringgit a month. Uh, More likely than not, it it starts ending up being three thousand due to uh, uh, I won't say inflation, but basically just how how incomes have have, have trended versus you know uh, commitments. So if you don't earn more than three thousand a month, quite likely for you not to be approved for a credit card. So that's the first kind of biggest reason. Uh, second, second basis, I'd say uh, uh, some of us may have poor payment history uh, with our other facilities. Maybe you've got a car loan as your first kind of credit facility. You've you've not been paying it off in full every single month on time. Uh, that might be a, a bad signal to uh, a signal to a bank that you might not be. Uh, 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 eligible for a credit card, you might not be able to manage your credit card well because you haven't been able to manage your other facilities well. So that's kind of a second basis that uh, people typically get rejected for. And the third, um, and less common, but still still happens quite a lot, is that you might have too many debt facilities already. So the bank might assess that it's not very prudent or not a good idea to give you even more credit uh, uh, because you might be hit too heavily indebted already. Your commitments might be too high as a percentage of your income, despite maybe you you, you earning above that minimum, uh, you might have too many loans already and therefore it might be too big of a risk or or putting you too far down a hole to give you extra credit in that card. So three key reasons. There are obviously many more, but uh, three top reasons we see uh, on Ringgit Plus.
0: And that's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense I've been speaking to Han Liu, the CEO of Ringgit Plus, an online financial comparison site for credit cards, personal loans, home loans, and savings products. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. I'm Simwee Boon from The Morning Run. We have the 10 a.m. News Bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Thank you for listening to this podcast.